This class sort of, uh, I don't know, uh, it's supposed to be introduction to Buddhism, so it's really supposed to be for people who really don't know much about Buddhism, I mean really don't know much about Buddhism, so they can get uh, at least uh, some idea about Buddhism in general. And that's why from the very beginning we started with uh, dividing Buddhism into what are the different parts of the world, what kind of Buddhism they practice, how do they get <coughs> those different uh, traditions developed over there. But not really going too depth into, like for example, in, uh, Southern Asia, we, don't, we didn't really go into what kind of Buddhism they practice there, but we have, at least we know, there's a Buddhism that is practiced in Southern Asia and we know what name they call it over there. Okay. 
and and sometimes we discuss things that uh, it's common to all Buddhists everywhere and uh, before we, we talked about this one we were talking about the, the different uh, we went into the northern uh, Asia where it's mainly uh, um, Mahayana Buddhism and uh, we spent some time there talking about exactly what makes Mahayana Buddhism Mahayana Buddhism and that, that's where we got into uh, talking about the, the, the Bhumis or the the Bodhisattva stages. Okay, that was to give you an idea as to as as a Mahayanist, what is it that you're aspiring as a practice? What, what is it that you're looking forward to? Okay, and because as a Mahayana practitioner, uh, it's it, it, it's kind of different than uh, a, a, a Theravadan Buddhist. Okay, a Theravadan Buddhist, from the moment that they start you can say they are on the Theravadan path. But for Mahayanis, even you could be, you could be a, a Mahayanist practitioner, uh, really, even, even you can't, we can't really even say that you're a Mahayana practitioner yet. Okay. But you're in the Mahayana tradition, you could be in the Mahayana tradition for years and still you're not yet a Mahayana practitioner. Because you become a Mahayana practitioner once you once you become a real Bodhisattva. So the Mahaya, so the I, the Mahayana, uh, the ideal of the of the Mahayana tradition or the Northern Buddhists is to become a Bodhisattva. So they are practicing to become a Mahayanis. And once you become a once you become a Bodhisattva, then all those things that they're talking about then they become real practices for you. But before then, it's really you're working to become a bodhisattva. You're working to develop bodhicitta. So, so, <coughs> so, your your lifetime practice can be developing, trying to become a bodhisattva, trying to develop bodhicitta, and that itself is a is a work into itself as a monumental undertaking. Okay, but. Within the Mahayana tradition, everything that is talked about uh, in the Theravada tradition is, is subsumed within the, uh, the, the, the Mahayana tradition. So the Mahayanis is supposed to know everything that a Theravada knows and then some more. Okay. So we, right now, with uh, giving you the list of things that you're supposed to know, the list of four and fives and, and six and twelves, so these are the things that everybody, wherever you are, whatever Buddhist form of Buddhism you're supposed, you're supposed to practice, you're supposed to at least list, be able to list some sort of list. Okay? If you cannot list some sort of list, then you know, people will ask you, okay, what have you been doing all this time? <laughs> okay. Alright, so you got the list, which is the fundamental list that everyone who claims any, any affiliation, any kind of uh, Buddhism, whatever, well, whether it's a Buddhism that is, uh, has a tradition that goes way back or it, uh, some sort of Buddhism that just came up from somewhere, you have to at least be able to say, list the Four Noble Truths. Right? And we, we went over that list. And now, in connection with the Four Noble Truths, uh, especially with the, 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 first, the first two truths, okay? the truth of suffering and the truth of the cause of suffering, and connected to that, there is uh, 
an understanding of the of the state where we are and an understanding where 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 that state came from, and that's where we got we are now into with the twelve links of dependent origination, and that's your next that's your that's the next list that we're working on, the list of twelve. What are these twelve links of dependent origination? And for some, uh, a lot of people who who have some interest in Buddhism and then they are starting to uh, learn a lot about uh, starting to learn about Buddhism. Then, when they encounter these lists, they, they, some of them get they, they get discouraged. Oh, what's all the what, what's, what is it with all this list? This you know, this fives, these sixes, these twelves, and so they uh, they get turned off by all these lists for some reason. And that's because uh, you enter you enter a path with a, with a with a prejudice. Like uh, it's like you already made up in your mind what is what is Buddhism, and you're looking you're looking for something to uh, from outside of, of what you're thinking, and it's supposed to in come, it's supposed to be in conformity with, with, with your thoughts. So for you, Buddhism or is uh, or I I heard there's this thing where people meditate and they have these uh, insights, and it's supposed to be this very feely, touchy kind of thing. So you think you have you have this idea of oh that's what Buddhism is supposed to be about so you go into Buddhism and you're looking for some feely touchy kind of stuff and then they start giving this list or oh, there are these four things they're supposed to do and there are these six things that helps you understand these four things and it comes into sixteen branches <laughs> and then you say well, wait a minute this is, this is all cerebral it's all intellectual kind of stuff it's, I thought I left that behind that's not spirituality that's you know spirituality is supposed to be feely touchy Okay, so it's almost as if someone who's drowning uh, and doesn't know how to swim, and someone comes over and is helping them, and then and already they have in their mind, uh, well, swimming is uh, swimming is, is butterfly, butterfly, butterfly stroke. That's what swimming is supposed to be. And the person who comes to you is not doing butterfly stroke, but is swimming. But he said, "Wait a minute! You're not doing a butterfly stroke. Leave me alone. Uh, I'm looking for somebody to do the butterfly stroke." Okay. So it's like you here you are suffering, or uh, you are uh, 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 in a condition that you don't want to be in, and someone comes to you and is presenting you, or oh, this is how you get out of it. But you already have a prejudice of how how. It's, uh, you already have a, uh, an idea, concept uh, as to how to get out of it is supposed to be like. If you already know it, then there's no need for you to go somewhere to learn anything. Just do it. Okay. So if you don't know it already, then maybe what you think it is, is not what it is. Okay. So when you're getting this list, uh, maybe the path has to do with acquiring lists. <laughs> okay. Then, if the list don't work for you and it's not doing anything for you, then okay, then you can dispense, you know, dispense of it, dispense with it. Okay. <laughs> ah. So we are using uh, Ken Rinpoche's book uh, to sort of go over these twelve links. And interestingly enough, we already got the twelve. We already got the list already. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, you have all these. You have you have all the twelve links already. 
but we went backwards from okay where are we we are at age we are, we are at aging and dying okay do we like this condition of aging and dying I mean if you're 12 years old maybe you're looking forward to aging but once you've gone a certain, to a certain, once you've gone past a certain age maybe 30 <laughs> or even once you're reaching 30 past maybe 25 yeah maybe 25 then aging doesn't look like a nice thing anymore okay and you say oh wh- oh my where am I and then what are you looking forward to while you're in the process of aging uh, the only thing that you can look forward to is death and what is what is this aging you're already not, like, you're already not liking because you're, 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 you're <clears throat> the, the, the point of being deceived you've already gone beyond that you know when you were uh, a tiny little uh, baby you were looking forward to aging because you were babbling, not being able to speak properly, and then eventually aging said, "Oh, uh, you'll be able to speak properly, you'll be able to, be able to uh, talk with others, communicate." And that looks like something something forward to look forward to. And you were weak, and it seemed like aging giving you, oh, you're getting strength, you're getting, uh, you don't have a, a, that uh, weakly. Uh, Wrinkles in your in, in your body anymore? Then you, you seem like you're getting uh, beautiful. You're getting stronger. You're getting to be intelligent. So aging seems to be some. It's, it, it tells you that it's promising you something good. Right? <laughs> then eventually, uh, the getting beautiful stops. The, <laughs> the getting stronger stops, and then the body starts to ache, and you get uh, uh, part of aging is a sickness which is not mentioned in this. it's really three things aging sickness and death okay so you're experiencing aging and it's not so good anymore and then sickness even when you're young uh, when, uh, when you get a bruise when you get sick it seems like you know, oh I'm young you know I, I, I'll, I'll knock this off in a few days and then you seem to get you get the illusion of being strong again yeah then eventually, uh, when the aging gets to a certain point where it seems like uh, it's not you're getting stronger, it's not you're getting more beautiful, it's, it's the opposite is happening. You're getting ugly, and you're getting uh, uh, you're not getting stronger anymore. You're getting uh, you're getting weaker. Okay, uh, used to be maybe used to uh, run to the bus stop or run to the to, to the uh, wherever you used to wherever you used to go to and now when you run by the time you, you get to the, uh, you, no, just climbing the stairs <laughs> and by the time you get to the top of the stairs you're <laughs> as, as if you were in a marathon or something and, and then the, the first thing you do when, the, when you first start to notice this kind of, uh, of uh, symptoms you say oh I'm, I'm uh, well I can get back you know I mean uh, I'm strong I'm I'm uh, I just have to, I just have to, no, just have to get back to it, get back to to, to, to what I used to do. And eventually, uh, when it really hits you, then you really start to, 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 and you go, then you go to the gym, okay? You go to the gym, and <laughs> and you go to the gym. And what do you do when you go to the gym? Uh, it, it, things are not easy anymore. And then not only. Uh, you may have the desire to do what you're supposed to be doing in the gym, but the body, you know, is is, uh, is not the body doesn't want to do it. The body is not willing to do it. Okay, 
you get back aches, you get uh, aches in your knees, aches in your joints. Uh, then maybe you do one rep, one, one repetition, and then the body says, "Oh, come on, please let me take me home." <laughs> then the mind says, "Okay, all right, maybe uh, next time." Okay. Then eventually your mind doesn't want to do it anymore. Okay. Then you notice that oh, this aging stuff, you know, it's not what it's not what it was promising me. I was supposed to get I was to get to a point where I'm supposed to be, you know, immortal, right? And then, then, you, then, age, then death seems to be something real now. Then you really start to think about where did, well, how did I get myself into this mess? This mess of aging, sickness, and, and looking forward to death. Okay. Then, when you when you really look, when you start to really look at it, then you can understand. The, then you can start to see the twelve links of dependent origination. Okay, this aging and dying and, and sickness has a cause. There is something that existed because it existed. That's why you have this thing called that, that this experience of aging and death. So you trace it all the way back. We trace it all the way to the the the, the, the fundamental cause, which is ignorance. Okay, but the way we were doing it last time, we, we couldn't just go to ignorance you can just uh, say okay I'm aging and there's, I'm about I'm, I'm slowly dying eventually I'm going to uh, uh, die and then you automatically say oh that comes from ignorance you'll be fooling yourself if you, were, if you were to do that okay so you slowly work back and to see things that you can actually identify things that you can actually experience and then all the way <coughs> you move back to now you can accept how ignorance is connected to all this to all this stuff okay now we're going to look forward uh, we're going to do the 12 links in, uh, in what is presented as called the forward order okay starting with ignorance and always and ending with uh, aging sickness and death right now ignorance the way we understand ignorance, when uh, when you hear the word ignorance, <laughs> especially uh, I don't know, you, you ever watch uh, South Park? Yeah. <laughs> and there was a, the episode about uh, Michael Jackson. You ever see that? One? Yeah, yeah. I think so. You think so? Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about is Michael Jackson uses that term a lot. Okay. Oh, they're ignorant. They're oh, ignorant. Yeah, that's right. They're right, ignorant. Right, right. That's not what they're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one where he, the, in the end, he, the little baby becomes him? Like he, he takes on the form of the baby? Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah, that's the one. Like he's there in, they're in the airplane, like in purgatory. <laughs> and they have to like <laughs> wait for him to get back. I think, I think that's a guy thing, that cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is. I think so. Uh, are there any girls in that? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, but it's just a whole. Yeah. I only saw it once. And you didn't get it? Some other Dharma student. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this guy. <laughs> uh, <coughs> so this ignorance that they're talking about—that is the the, the 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 starting point of ending up with this uh, aging and 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 dying. What what is it exactly? Okay. Now, 
some of you who already have had some, uh, who already have you know, been introduced, have uh, Dharma teachings, you already have the answer in your mind, right? What, what is ignorance? Go ahead, tell me. Come on, tell me. <laughs> is uh, thinking things exist one way when they really exist another way? Okay, so thinking things exist one way when they really exist another way. Yeah. Or the way things appear and the way things really are, there's some sort of not matching. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that uh, so I don't want to say does that grab you? But not, not, that's not really what I want to say. We're hearing that when you hear that, does that seems to be something related to your own experience? The way you live every day, you go around saying, "Oh, uh, that exists one way," but I'm thinking it, it, it exists another way. Or the way I think this thing exists is not the way it really exists. No, that doesn't come up initially yet, but I feel like, like bring myself to think that way. Mm-hmm. So you have to go through, through a process where you, where you actually come to understand what it means that uh, <coughs> what the Buddha means here that Oh, it is ignorance that has brought you here, and you have to really come to uh, come to the realization. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. You have to come to the realization where you where you actually come and tell yourself, "I am ignorant. I am ignorant." And then, of course, you say, uh, "Ignorant about what? What is that you're ignorant about?" But uh, some, the English word ignorance really sometimes, uh, most of the time, tells you that, oh, you don't know something. But that's not, that's not what the... Uh, not knowing something. Confusion. So it's really more confusion. You're confused about something. You think you know something. And this knowledge that you think you have is wrong. It's not that, you know... Uh, uh, Oh, by the way, NASA discovered there's water on the moon. And about 12 buckets, I think. <laughs> yeah, so, well, I, why is that important? I mean, yeah. yeah it, uh, it has to do with uh, sense, as far as we, as for, as, as far as we know I about life. I very rarely click on the Google. What's yeah? not important? What are you asking? What, like, why yeah. water is on the moon? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So that that knowledge about that uh, that there was water on the moon, for example, we didn't know that before. Right? We didn't know that. But th- so that's not the ignorance that, that we have about uh, uh, that, that, that that he's referring to here. So so what we find, what he's referring to as ignorance or confusion is to think is to have the opposite view. Is to have the opposite is to to think you know that there is no water on the moon. To go around saying there's no water on the moon, there's no water on the moon. It's to, it's to to say that that would be the ignorance that is being to, that is talking about here. It's not the state of saying, well, I don't know if there's water on the moon. To say I don't know there's water, to say I don't know there's no water on the moon, that would be a good thing to say. Yeah. Okay. But <coughs> the thing is, we we exist, and believe it or not, you you, you there, there is. <coughs> mm. there is 
at, at the, the deepest level of your, of your consciousness a conclusion that you've drawn about your existence. You already believe that you know the nature of your existence. And it is so, uh, so second nature to you that you don't, you, you, it's not something that you formulate in words. It's not like you go around saying the way things appear and the way I think about the way they appear is entirely <coughs> different from the way they actually are. Or you don't go around uh, the word that, that, that is we, we hear a lot, especially within Northern Buddhism, is inherently existent. We don't go around saying we don't go around concluding, oh, look at that chair, that must be inherently existent from the way it's appearing to me. Or look at the, the, the floor, the floor from the way it appears to me, it must be inherently existent. We don't go around saying that. But there's something that we're doing in our minds at a, an unconscious level uh, that we are doing uh, 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 automatically. Uh, when, you, when you express it, what we are eventually doing is we are saying and, and we are uh, uh, concluding that things are inherently existent. Now, what does that mean, things are inherently existent? We're not going to go into that. <laughs> but that is something that, is something that, that you, have to, you have to go into your mind. Just look at the way you look at things. <coughs> the way you look at things. And try to see uh, uh, <coughs> more, m more, more than that, try to feel what you, how do you feel about things? How do you feel about the, about, about the nature of things? Okay? And you may, you may find yourself philosophizing, but the philosophizing that you're doing is not the ignorance that, necessarily the ignorance that, that, that being pointed, pointed to. Okay? Like if you, if you go into some sort of philosophizing, oh, let me see, the nature of things appears to be this way, but if you really look at it, it's not that. No, that's not, that's not the ignorance that they're talking about. You may come up with a wrong conclusion from that, another wrong conclusion to, to, to add to the wrong conclusion that you already have, but, the wrong, but <coughs> it's more of a gut feeling that you, have, that you have about the nature of things. Okay? The ignorance that they're talking about here is not something that you have to make up. Okay. It's not talking about you no know, Plato's idea was this, and then Socrates' idea was that, and Dumas, I don't know those. <coughs> All the, those other philosophers, this is what they thought about, and what is my philosophy? That's not the English they're talking about here. Okay. So, f at a f at <coughs> remember when we were talking about uh, the eightfold path, and at the very beginning of it is view. Okay. So the, the view is what ignorance is about. What is your view? What is your fundamental view about, 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 it, about life? What is your fundamental view about, about, the, about the nature of your, your experience? Okay. And because we uh, deeply believe in it as being true, It motivates us. It, 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 uh, it, it becomes the, uh, the motivating factor for us to act. Okay? 
if you if you didn't believe in, in, in a if you didn't have a, a strong belief about a, a particular view about a particular viewpoint, you wouldn't act from it. Okay. So since the very beginning about uh, uh, this is what I want and we are wrong about what it is that we want we are wrong about how is it that we are going to get it from the very beginning since that very the very fundamental view is wrong then everything else that follows will be will be wrong okay and unfortunately here when you when you when we are wrong we end up with aging and dying at the, at the, at the, at the, as the very uh, the very last the very the very last result okay <coughs> hmm. Now the the classic definition of ignorance is that perishable view which motivates new immature karma. Now you have to be a Buddhist already to understand this definition. Okay? So it doesn't really help, but we have to go into it. <laughs> the perishable view that motivates new immature karma. Now, what is perishable view? Hmm? Perishable view? Yeah, the perishable collection. Yeah. Uh, no, the, uh, the Vibhashaka... Uh, It's not the perishable view. 
that is necessarily uh, uh, what is it? It's really the wrong conclusion we have about those things which are perishable. And that itself is, it has the title perishable view. You understand? I mean, so, another word, another word for ignorance is, they call it perishable view. But, but not that because uh, it got the name they got that name because of, of, this con- of, this, of this situation. These things which are perishable, we have a wrong view about them. So in, in, in a sense, uh, there's the perception of those things which are, which are perishable, and then the view, the understanding that we have about the conclusion that we draw from that perception is wrong. And that whole thing is called perishable view. And that lasts until we're out of samsara. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, a little bit before, because on your way out of samsara, there's a point you reach where you uh, you, you start to you, you make a big dent on it, and you start to and it starts to it start, you start to lose it. But there's a definitely there's a it, it has different levels. Of of uh, of subtlety. At the gross level, you get rid of at at, at some point before you reach sam- before you get out of samsara, and the most subtle part of it you, that you get rid of it only when you completely out of samsara. So it's like uh, the very act of getting rid of the most subtle aspect of it is the very getting out of samsara. So yes, you have it for a very long time. <coughs> Uh, <coughs> uh, okay, uh, there is a footnote here. Uh, if, if it helps, so-called perishable view, because it is one. It, it, with it, one views the parts to oneself. That is the heaps that he has taken on as being an eye or a mind. Okay. So you're looking at these things which are... Now, uh, we have to throw in... Uh, <coughs> this is a very beautiful, things, uh, beautiful thing here. <coughs> ah, boy. <laughs> so there is... idea of inherent existence. Okay, we, we can throw it in, in here, alright? There, there, there are these parts that when, when, I, when, I'm <coughs> when I'm thinking of myself, what, what image, uh, what, 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 what is the basis for me to say myself? Okay, what is the basis for me to say myself? What, what is the thing that is, that, I, that is appearing to my mind that I cannot deny? Okay, there are these, you know, I see hands when I look down, and then I think there's a head over there, and then when I look in the mirror, I, think I see it, and I, there are legs, so the, and then if I cut this, there's, you know, there's bone and flesh and blood and things like that. Okay, these are the things that is appearing to me, and then I put the label I 
on them. Okay, or that this is me, this is I. And I say, and sometimes, uh, since this can be separated from me, I say, oh, this is my hand, this is you know, my foot, my head, my nose. Okay, so <coughs> these things, which uh, uh, the other term is transitory, sometimes they, they call it, instead of perishable, they say transitory collection also. So these things which are in transit, constant transit, constant changing. I'm, and when you say I, <coughs> how does it feel when you say I? How does it feel when you say I? Oh. Yeah, permanent. It feels like something that is enduring, an, an enduring, uh, I'll throw it in a philosophical term, entity. <laughs> There's an enduring entity. And you're throwing that label of, uh, which should be applied to enduring entity or, or, or when, you, when you say it, you feel the sense of enduringness. Uh, okay? And you're throwing it onto that thing which is in front of your eyes is, is, trans, is, is going through a uh, constant transformation. And you say, oh, that's I. And we, and we don't go further into investigating whether or not this is right or wrong. We, we stop there. Okay. So, the feeling you have when you say I is an enduring thing. That's what I, that's what the sense of I is, an enduring entity. And when we want to identify what is this, so this feeling of an enduring entity, when we want to identify, oh, what is that enduring entity, and what do we see appear to us, we see this, this, with these hands and this, this body and mind, and we put, and we say, oh, that's the I. That's the enduring entity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> so, uh, and it continues, these parts constitute a collection which is perishable. Okay, that's why it's, that, that's why the, that, that's where it comes from. The, the term, the term perishable view. Okay. And the enduring is, uh, is what we call, uh, is what is referred to as inherently existent. Inherent existent. Okay. Uh, and, and the reason I want to sort of clarify what does that mean, inherent existence, because you, you will hear it a lot. And if you don't clarify in your mind what, the, what, what does that mean, you, it will pass you. You will repeat it Without really, without really getting into it, without really getting into it. what does it mean? What am I doing that it, that, that people are call that the texts are calling inherent, grasping to inherent existence? Okay. You don't start grasping to inherent existence just at at that moment after you finish reading a Buddhist book. That's not when you start grasping to inherent existence. You were doing it before you 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 came into Buddhism. Okay. A Buddhism is not, in, in a, is not responsible for making you grasp to do inherent existence. Okay. So you've been doing something before, and in Buddhism, they, they, they give it the, the name grasping to inherent existence. So you have to find within you, what am I doing that Buddhism is calling grasping to inherent existence? And it's something that, you, that you're doing uh, constantly, something that you're doing uh, uh, that is second nature to you. So second nature to you that you're not even aware that you're doing it. And actually... <coughs> The first wisdom that you that that you acquire is to see yourself do being ignorant. 
the way, the way, the way, the way ignorance is being described here. And until you have that kind of wisdom of seeing yourself being ignorant, you can't really get to the, the wisdom that leads you out of samasasa, the real wisdom that sees the opposite of, 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 uh, of ignorance. You have to see your ignorance. Okay? So, somehow, when we look at our body, when we look at the things around us, we are, we are doing something that is uh, uh, completely out, out of touch with, with reality. But we don't see ourselves doing that. Okay? If, if, you, if you had that feeling, if, if there was some feeling that, if you were able to conjure up some feeling when I said, well, we need to think of I, what feeling comes up? And then, and then when you're looking for that I, and the only thing that appears to you are the, the thoughts that you have, the, 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 the different parts of your body, your body, and then you, 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 you think you identify that I by those things that appear to you. Now, if you were to go a bit further than that, you will see that there's, some, there's, there's, there's something wrong with that. Okay. But accepting that, that this is true is, is, uh, uh, is something that is happening at the very, uh, very depth of, of, our, of, our, of our consciousness. And that is the ignorance. And because this is a view that we absolutely believe in, then it motivates, motivates us. That's why I say it's, it's the perishable view which motivates new immature karma. Would you call it innate? It is innate. Yeah, innate. It's, it's, yeah, it's not something that you learn from school. And your mother didn't teach you how to, you know, mother didn't teach you, okay, from now on, you know, uh, grasp with this as inherently existent. Okay. <coughs> <coughs> and, and this is po- the part of the touchy-feely kind of things that some people have uh, when they come to a spiritual path. You know, the, the, it's like, I mean, it is, it is okay for you to have some sort of a, what you might call a common sense that you bring into the path that if someone tells you it's completely, something completely outrageous, your common sense is supposed to tell you, oh, that's outrageous. And there's no way this, this thing you tell me is going to... Has anything to do with truth, or is going to lead to the truth? Like if I were to tell you, you know, go to the go to the top of a mountain and then uh, jump, and you will reach liberation. Your common sense to tell you, wait a minute, I, I don't see how this is going to this is going to lead to liberation. Okay, of course. But at, uh, <coughs> but the touchy feeling kind of thing uh, is, uh, for example, the, the 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 using the term innate, for example. Some people believe that you are born enlightened and somehow society makes you unenlightened. That's the touchy-feely kind of thing. And then and you have to somehow get back to that innocence of, of, of being a baby, of, of, of being a child. Then you'll be, you be enlightened again. I have to say, I've seen some extraordinary four-year-olds, but I've not seen a... You know, a, a, a I have not <laughs> encountered on a normal basis four-year-olds who can, you know, who are enlightened. Okay. Of course, if they're already enlightened, if they'll be an extraordinary four-year-old. <laughs> but if they're a regular human being, uh, 
they don't know a lot and you have to, uh, how do you know they were enlightened anyway unless you were enlightened mm-hmm. but on a regular basis that's what I said uh, if they're already enlightened uh, if they're already behaving uh, in, a, in a strange way that seems to be enlightened they're already enlightened but on a, on a, when I was four years old, I wasn't in line, okay? Let me put it this way. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of ex, ex, uh, emotional experiences that I, that I had that were wonderful, that I've lost, I can say. And, and because I, uh, there, were, there were a lot of things that I came to learn that I wish I didn't learn, but the state of being a four-year-old, I would not call it, when I was that age, I, I wouldn't say that was an enlightened state. Okay. So, and that is because of the innate uh, uh, ignorance is innate. Okay. <coughs> so the uh, my my two cents against the touchy feely kind of thing. <laughs> okay. <coughs> uh, okay. Now the the immature karma. We talked about that before. That's 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 a second link, and that is called the immature karma. What is immature karma? That's that's what is uh, the the Sanskrit is uh, sanskara. Okay, it's more like uh, another way that people uh, uh, translate that term is uh, compositional action. Compositional action. You come up with that uh, compositional action. Okay. It's the ignorance, so uh, will motivate you to act, right? But uh, it, the, you can think of immature karma as a potential that has not yet uh, uh, ripened. Okay, so the the karma in here is a potential, and immature means it has not yet ripened. It's it's waiting for its for its condition, but more in the sense here, not not immature, uh, <coughs> not in the sense of a uh, uh, like in the eightfold path, you have view, and the view motivates you to say something, it motivates you to to do something, but here the immature karma that they're talking about really is it's it's kind of it's kind of weird, it's really. You've acted, and then you haven't. You haven't. You don't. Ha- you, you don't yet have the result of that action. It's really like a. a yeah, it's like. A, yeah, it's really like. This is more in the. Yeah, it's it's so it's 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 really a a step after something. Okay, so there's you've acted, and out of your action there are potentials. The waiting to ripen from that action, okay. Even though it is, but from <coughs> from one point, it would seem like it would it shouldn't be the second step. It should be like you're ignorant, and out of that ignorance, you act, and from that action, uh, there's a potential for that for that action, waiting to to ripen. And the reason that it's put as the second, you have to understand that you're not born yet. So you can be acting, <laughs> okay. and also <coughs> to sort of give you, uh, to sort of point to you from the very beginning that it's not like a, a very linear kind of thing. There was 
no existence and then you came into existence with ignorance and then now and, and, and it continues it's really to sort of give you an, uh, uh, an early insight into how this is a, a cycle okay what did you say was the other definition of karma not form of Oh, translation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, because the way you explain it, you give the insight to what you're just saying. What was the other thing you just said? You said it in a different way. You said he's a composition. Yeah. Compositional action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Compositional action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two different terms sometimes gives you a little bit more insight. So, sort of like uh, when you get in trouble, you do something wrong and you haven't gotten in trouble yet. Yeah. And. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, trouble is coming. <laughs> or it may not. So that's a clue. Now, those two things being next to each other gives you a clue to two things. Gives you a clue to the cycle that ignorance is not really like the uh, absolute first. It's really just one thing, just one link in a chain, and the chain is closed. So when you have a, a ring of ch- uh, ch- uh, uh, a chain of uh, a ring of chains, what am I, what am I saying? <laughs> uh, a, a chain, chain a chain of links. <laughs> you can't really, you can't. Uh, there's a maybe w- while you are making it, there's a point where you can say, oh, this is the first one. But once it's formed into a, a, a chain, into a, a, a ring, you can't really say, oh, that's the first one. Because you can, you can start with any one of them. Okay? But just for the purpose of making a presentation, and because of the importance uh, of understanding ignorance, ignorance is presented first. But you can say, well, before, be, uh, what do you need in order for you to have ignorance? A mind. A mind. Okay? Yeah. So if you didn't have where a mind... Where does the mind come from? Yeah, where does the mind come from? And then... So, so, you, you, have, so you, you, you would go in a circle. So you just pick a point to start. We start with ignorance. Okay? So that's the first, uh, that's the first clue, the first insight you get to uh, why ignorance is chosen and, 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 and connecting it immediately with immature karma rather than an action. Okay? So that gives you a clue that it is, it is circular, it is being big, beginningless. It is big, beginningless. Beginningless? Yes, beginningless. <laughs> The other clue that it gives you is that <coughs> just because you have ignorance, you're not doomed. Okay? You're not doomed. Because the, the, the thing that comes after it is a potential, not, a, not, a, not an immediate result. Okay? Because if it was, okay, ignorance, okay, boom. Nothing in between. You have, uh, you, you have some, you have a, uh, it's aging, aging. The last thing that we, we were looking at that we were that make that made us think all the way back to ignorance is aging, sickness, and death. Okay, so just because there is ignorance, it it it, it will give you up the potential for aging and death. Okay, so it, it gives you insight into into that you can do something to stop it. 
that's the insight of the first, the, the first two links being ignorance and the second one being immature karma. That it's beginning less and that you're not stuck with it. I think I'm a little bit slow, but how, I mean, I really like what you're saying, you know? <laughs> that makes me feel good. But how does it give you the clue you can stop it? Because it's, it's, it's existing in a potential form. It's waiting for something for it to manifest. So you're saying if you don't nourish it... If you don't nourish it, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so that's good. Yeah, you can have ignorance in your mind, but if you don't... Yeah. It, since you're stuck with it... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, it seems to be uh, no, <laughs> contradicting good. myself. Since, uh, since, you are, since it's there already, right? You cannot just you know, scoop it out and, 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 and put in uh, wisdom. I wish it was like that. You have it, but just because you have it presently doesn't mean that... Uh, uh, it's an it's an ingrained it's an innate part of your of your nature that wherever you exist there's going to be ignorance. Okay, you can start acquiring wisdom, and as you start acquiring wisdom, the ignorance is just going to diminish. It's not going to it's not going to go away all all, all, of a, all of a sudden. Okay, it's a gradual process, and and. Uh, the things that the that you've accumulated, motivated by by the ignorance, they they, they also have to be nurtured. Your ignorance has to be nurtured. Your the 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 potential that you acquired through them also have to be uh, nurtured. And if you don't nurture them, then you don't have to, you don't you will not experience their their their, their full result. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, this is w- w- uh, the point that we uh, that you were referring to. You know, is it all the way throughout? Throughout, uh, uh, you have you have the perishable view all the way to the end of samsara. Okay. Well, I, after thinking about it, it is a wheel. So, so mm-hmm. right. this this next paragraph answers your question. This ignorance has certain features. One, it is abandoned, both at the path of seeing. That's you're not quite path of seeing doesn't uh, is not the end of samsara. It's 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 somewhat towards the end of samsara, towards the path of seeing and at the path of habituation. Okay, habituation is where you slowly get rid of it. Okay, path of seeing is the first time you you you, you uh, if you imagine. I mean, you already had that teaching already. If you remember when we were talking about the boomies, uh, how do you make progress on the boomies? What uh, you, what, what constitute progress on the boomies? Each time you uh, have another uh, perception of emptiness, directly. And what happens at that moment? Then you remove uh, one of the pleasures. Mm-hmm. And you progress to a different boomie. Mm-hmm. And you also. Uh, um, can you give me a hint? Uh, Con- con- concerning ignorance, what is happening to ignorance? Uh, it becomes less. Mm. Okay, so ignorance is, div- is sort of like, a, uh, how would you say, uh, presented as having uh, a number, I'm not going to say that number, you should know, a number, a number of, of, of uh, it's like a layers, a number of layers. I think you said onion. Onion, yeah. 
I'm not sure. You're not sure why I said onion? I know. <laughs> no, the layers of an onion. I yeah. So I you, you said that. It so that the, gross, the grosser aspect of it, of ignorance, and then all the way to the very most subtle aspect. Okay. Is it nine? Nine. Okay. So there are nine layers or nine levels of ignorance. And that's why there are ten boomies. Once you get rid of all nine, there's no more left, you reach the tenth. Okay. So what you're doing from, from, the path, from, the, from the path of seeing, what it says here, it says, abandon both at the path of seeing and the path of habituation. So the path of seeing, you start to, you start to abandon it, you start to get rid of, of, of it. So the, the grossest layer of ignorance is you remove it completely. And you have the more subtle levels of, of uh, more subtle layers of ignorance that you're dealing with, and you deal with them in the path of habituation. And each time you have a, 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 a deep experience with, with, uh, with the true nature of reality again, and that does something to the ignorance. It removes another layer. Okay. So that's why I said uh, it doesn't happen all at once, but it's not like you, you, are, you have uh, ignorance you work, you work, you work, and then you get rid of it, and all of a sudden you're in, uh, you're in, you're in nirvana. It begins at one point, you move a layer, and then another layer, another layer, until you move all the layers all together. Okay. Uh, this ignorance has three features, certain features. It is abandoned both at the path of seeing and by the path of habituation. Of the three types of action, virtuous, non-virtuous, and neutral, Ignorance is neutral, since there is no virtue or non-virtue which can be this ignorance. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> no, three types of actions: virtuous action, non-virtuous action, and neutral action. Among these three, because these are the three, only three kinds of actions that one can perform. Among these three, <coughs> it is neutral because you can have <coughs> you can have you can do a virtuous action out of ignorance. You can do a non-virtuous action out of ignorance, and you can do an action which is neutral also. Out of, uh, Okay, all right. Uh, further, further uh, reading on, on what you were talking about. Okay, is <coughs> ignorance is abandoned by both the path of seeing and the path of habituation for reasons set forth in scriptures called levels of yogic activity. Levels of yogic activity. That's a. Uh, uh, is that a sandhya? Yes. What's that? No, that's the other one. The other one. So, how many branches, you may ask, does one, does a stream enter abandon? A stream enter is somebody who has seen for the first time the true nature of reality, right? That's when you become an Arya. So, how many branches, you may ask, does a stream enter abandon? He abandons one part of it all, but in no way everything altogether. One may ask, how many branches are abandoned by a once-returner? He is, he is similar to a stream-enterer. 
You understand what I mean by similar to a stream intro? You measure one part of it, uh, you measure one part, not all of it altogether. Right. One may next ask how many one abandons as a non-returner. He abandons those branches acting towards the desire realm. That's why he's called. So all the things about ignorance that brings you back into the desire realm, you abandon all those parts. And because of having abandoned all those parts about ignorance that gives you the immature karma that may ripen as uh, a desire realm being, because you abandon all of them, that's why you're called a non-returner. Non-returner means this person will no longer, will never return. This person doesn't have the potential anymore to return to to, to desire realm because they've gotten rid of the ignorance that is connected to producing the immature karma that will ripen as a desire realm being. When we did this in Lam Rim class, Yeshitari said it's possible. Mm-hmm do it in three lifetimes. To abandon... To achieve enlightenment in three lifetimes. Yeah. And if you're, you're peeling away each layer mm-hmm. and there's nine, mm-hmm. do you do three at a time? <laughs> it could be that way. Yeah, I just, you said you can't do it all at once. Mm-hmm. No, all at once, meaning not in one meditation experience. Oh, okay, so it's not going to happen It's tonight. a gradual process. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, you could you could you could do you could reach it in one day. If you're such a powerful yogi, you sit in the morning, you have a meditation, and then boom, you get ri- you you do one, okay. and you sit you sit again. Yeah, in one night. Yeah, in one night, you just sat there until he got the night. And one may lastly ask, how many branches of four destroy abandons? You abandon the branches acting towards all three realms. Okay. <coughs> so, this, uh, this is just to emphasize the point that ignorance, you don't get rid of ignorance uh, in one sitting. That's what it means. Okay. Or in one experience. Of, in one's experience of wisdom. Okay. It could take three lifetimes, <laughs> if you wish. <laughs> Well, this could be. <laughs> <laughs> it could take seven lifetimes. It could take seven eons. It could take a countless eon. Three countless eons. <laughs> okay. All right. So we are we finished with ignorance. I think. Is there anything about ignorance that you don't want to know about? <laughs> Oh yeah, it's very easy. What are the nine layers? Huh? Come on, people. Small, 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 <laughs> medium, small, large, small, medium, medium, small, medium, 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 and you and you have all the different kind of combination you can have with these, and that's how you get up with nine. Okay. All right. <coughs>
So we sort of understand uh, uh, two of the of we got sort of got two of them, right? Ignorance and what's the next one? Immature. So at least you should be able to say, if I ask you, name two of the nine of <laughs> links of dependent origination. Oh, great! <laughs> you got three. Hmm? <laughs> okay. So, you got, you got the first one and the second one, and you got the, the last one. Okay. All right, that's good. Uh, we, 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 uh, we could say some more stuff about uh, uh, ignorance. Uh, it's basically a misunderstanding, you know, an active misunderstanding about the nature of, the, the, the nature of reality. Okay, and there are many different things you can, you can uh, different uh, ways that, that different things that, that can come out of it. Uh, drawing a conclusion that there is no such thing as rebirth—it's not doubting it. Doubting it is is fine, but to draw the conclusion that there is no such thing—that would be a, 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 a type of ignorance. Okay. And uh, what other kind of ignorance? Uh, th- there's one kind of ignorance it's called uh, 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 like a reverse kind of uh, ignorance thinking what is uh, thinking that what is suffering is not is not suffering pleasurable thinking what is permanent as being impermanent and so well, forth there's, there's um, wrong view about and wrong view about karma right? yeah. cause and effect so cause and effect would be uh, thinking that there are no consequences to to one's actions, and it's not just doubting it; it's drawing the conclusion that there is no such thing as having a conclu- uh, consequences to one's actions, and completely believing that. And these are more like uh, more like uh, intellectual things that you either through your own uh, thinking and you come up with these conclusions, or you. Uh, or you hear it from someone else and you accept it, and you and you and you make it a definite conclusion. But the one about <coughs> the the real root ignorance, which is uh, thinking that reality is one way when it is not. Not really thinking, but uh, accepting. Uh, it's something stronger than just thinking. It's not like you, you you're one day you're having a you're having a thought. But it's an innate feeling, I would say, an innate feeling that reality is is, is one way when it is not. Okay. <coughs> and uh, next time, well, when we're not going to meet, ne- I, w- I won't be here next weekend. Okay. And I think uh, Rimuche is going to be doing, starting doing, uh, teaching on Saturday and Sundays. I think maybe in December is who start. I have to go look at the website. Look at the yeah. Okay, but this coming weekend I won't be here. And maybe next uh, next weekend, uh, I mean the next time we meet, if we continue, if we, I want you to think about what is the truth of this statement. Well, it's not, it's not really a statement. It's all, all, uh, uh, how do you see ignorance being connected to 
the fact that you are aging and dying and getting, and getting sick. If you don't see a connection with that, then the path is, will, be, will be just... Uh, how do I put it? It won't be real. It will be just uh, almost like uh, almost like you know joining a club and this is what everybody does. It's not because it's life and death. You have to do it. Just because, you know, that's what everybody does. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this is what I prefer to call uh, superstition. Okay. The path will be for you just superstition. You have to see that you have, you have to see that, and and when I say you have to see the connection between ignorance and aging and dying, I'm not saying that uh, you have to brainwash yourself to say you have to really come to see is it true or not. Just like we believe, we believe it is true that. Uh, I'm going to throw that uh, a philosophical term. Things are inherently existent. That's why we, we, samsara continues. Okay. Of course, yeah. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. And, uh, and because it takes time, you might get discouraged. But... There's nothing like a, 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 a view that is holding something to be true to motivate you. Whatever you hold to be true, that will motivate you. No matter what circumstances. And we see this in life. Right? We see this in life all the time. We, we keep pointing fingers to other people who, who have absolutely the most ridiculous views and that motivates them to do, to, to do, to do stuff. So it's a powerful view. <coughs> okay, I think uh, we reached the end. Oh yeah. I'm still looking over there. For <laughs> yeah, I'm still not seeing it over there. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm convinced it should be over there. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <coughs> all right. <coughs> what are the sixteen aspects of the Four Noble Truth? The sixteen aspects of the fallen with truth is giggle. <laughs> okay. I think I have some voice left so I can recite this. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> mm.